Welcome to the latest podcast from Greyfriars Church in Reading. Our vision is to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus. You can find out more on our website, greyfriars.org.uk. Enjoy. Thank you, Justin. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you all. Should we, um, should we pray? And then we're going to uh, dive into that passage of Scripture. So let's pray together as we begin. Father God, we thank you for your word. God, thank you that you use it to speak to us. And God, we pray that that would be the case this morning. Would you speak? And would you give us ears to hear? and hearts that are ready and willing to respond. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So as we've, um, as we've been saying this morning, we are finishing uh, this short three, that's two, three weeks, it's a great start, isn't it? Three-week series uh, that we've been uh, going on over these last uh, couple of weeks, uh, three weeks in fact, thinking about uh, our vision as a church, to see Reading transformed by the love and power of Jesus Christ. And we've thought about the different aspects, the different ways in which we, we long and expect to see that happen in and through us as a church community. We've been thinking about how we want to be equipped, how we want to be people who reach out. And, and this week we are thinking about how we want to be a resource, how we want to be a resource to the, the wider church in Reading and further afield. And we've, we've kind of hinted at this already this morning, but, but as I've been reflecting uh, over this aspect of our vision for these last couple of weeks, I, I've realized that really, at its most fundamental level, when we talk about longing to be a resource to the wider church, what we're really talking about is that we have a sense that we are called as a church to be generous, we believe that we're called to, to give away for the sake of the kingdom all the good things that God has given us. We believe that we have been blessed so that we can be a blessing to those around us, to our town, uh, and as we said, further afield. And there's all sorts of ways that we want to do that. We have been blessed in so many ways as a church, haven't we? You know, we want to be a blessing with our people and with our resources. We want to give away to others where there's a place that we can serve or, or a financial gap that we can fill. And we want to be generous with our buildings. And I hope that we all realize that the reason we're doing this incredible redevelopment is not just so that we can have a nice, comfortable space on a Sunday. That is going to be a great thing for us to enjoy, to, to enjoy one another's company. But a huge part of the reason that we're doing this it is so that our buildings can be a blessing to our town. You know, so that we'll have a bookshop uh, shop that can provide resources, that we have a cafe that can be a, a welcoming space, that we have buildings that can be uh, available for, for the church in Reading. We want this space to be a blessing because it's here. And as we've been thinking about specifically this morning, we want to be a, a church that's generous as we seek to uh, form partnerships and plant new churches. That's why we have this vision for sending and resourcing, uh, of growing and grafting. That's what we're hearing about with Reading Gateway. We want to be a church that gives us ourselves and sees the church grow in Reading. 
You know, all these things that we have, God has been so good to us. We feel that in the DNA of who we are as a church is this calling to be generous. And that's what we see modeled for us in the passage that uh, we've just read. But importantly, we see that there are two sides to generosity. And I want to spend our time this morning thinking about those, those two sides to this calling to be generous that we are responding to. Because there's a, call, a calling to the generosity of giving uh, and the generosity of being given. Of, of giving and being given. And, and so this morning I want us to consider those two aspects. So let's dive into Acts, into this passage, and let's begin by thinking about the generosity of giving. We picked up the story in Acts 11, uh, after the church had been scattered uh, by the murder of Stephen, which you read about in Acts chapter 7. Uh, But God has this amazing habit in the book of Acts, uh, throughout church history, throughout the New Testament, of turning tragedy into blessing. This terrible thing that happens, he works for good. And so the scattered Christians go, but they're not fleeing. They go carrying and proclaiming the good news about Jesus Christ. And we read the result in verse 21. Incredibly, despite what they were facing, the Lord's hand was with them. And a great number of people believed and turned to the Lord. And in particular, something beautiful happens. Something unprecedented. Because the Jewish Christians who are scattered don't just tell other Jewish people like them this beautiful truth and this beautiful person that they've discovered. No, they generously go and tell and share with people who aren't like them people who are different, people who had been on the outside. They go and tell non-Jewish Greeks. And so the family of God grows and expands, and the gospel spreads like wildfire. And then we come in this passage to the kind of church HQ, the leaders of the early church in Jerusalem. We read about their response. And their response was not guaranteed. You know, there's all sorts of different ways that these leaders could have responded. Because things in this new church were no doubt messy. You know, new things when they start are always messy. Probably their doctrine wasn't perfect. Their worship might might have looked strange. This community would have been unfamiliar to the church that had begun in Jerusalem. And so it would have been understandable If the Jerusalem church had responded with suspicion uh, or caution or or even active hostility. But that's not what they do. They respond with generosity. And we know that because of who they decide to send. We read that they decide to send someone uh, to join in and, and go and see what was happening in Antioch. But they don't send an enforcer. Now, they don't even send an investigator. We read that they send an encourager. That was what Barnabas was known for. He was a son of encouragement. They took someone who was, as we read earlier in Acts, at the very heart of their community. 
Now, this was the sort of person that you wanted in the early church. But they take him and they send one of their most generous, one of their most faithful, one of their kindest. And they give him generously to another part of the Christian family. You know, as we think about our calling as a church, and really, I, I want us to expand our thinking this morning and think of ourselves as the church. You know, there's a lot of ways that we're going to be called to be generous as individuals, but we are also called to be generous as a body, as a community, as a family. And as we think of our calling to be generous as a family, we want to be generous like that. Because it can be easy, can't it, to give away what doesn't cost us very much. To give away something that's easy to lose in order to tick a box. But the example of the early church that we believe we are called to follow is to give away from our very hearts. To give away from the center, not from the edges. To give away ourselves. And that can be painful, can't it? can be painful to send people to another church. It's painful to see uh, these wonderful parts of our family go to South Reading. It can be painful uh, as a small group to to plant a new group to make room for all the new people who uh, are joining. It can be painful to see uh, our Sundays change and look different to how we might choose and uh, and to enable different people to to serve. It can be painful to be generous. But it's good, and it's what we are called to, to give ourselves, to give from our hearts. And the experience of Christians down the ages is that as we give like that, we perhaps give up the immediacy of of happiness or comfort or contentment. What What we gain is joy. Because as we give like that, we join in with a God who goes before us, in generosity. We believe we are called to be generous in our, our giving. And if we're going to be generous as, as a church, and just to bring it back down perhaps to a, an individual level, we believe we need to be generous as individuals, to be generous ourselves. And I just have this, this sense that uh, God might want to speak to us in, in quite specific ways about how he's calling us to be generous. So as individuals take on that call to be like the God who is generous to us and allow that to shape the character and heart of our church. I, I don't want to prescribe too much in what that might be for you, but I do want to allow a moment for God to speak. So I'm just going to pause for 20 seconds uh, Also, I'm, I'm not going to look at the clock. I'm going to pause for a short moment. Uh, I, And I just believe that God might want to prompt some of us this morning. So as we pause, my question to you is, how is God calling you to the generosity of giving? Giving of yourself, giving of your time, giving from your heart, giving of your desires, giving of your resources. How is God calling you to be a part of what we believe we are called to as a church? So why don't we just pause briefly and allow God to challenge us. Lord Jesus, speak to us now. Show us how you want us to be generous.
Amen. Short and sweet. God doesn't always need long. But perhaps if you had a sense that God was, just put something into your mind. If, if something popped into your head and you're like, oh, that's annoying. That's probably, that's probably something I should give, but I don't want, maybe that is the Lord. And can I encourage you to jot it down? Uh, put a reminder in, come back to it uh, later on this afternoon. Maybe God is calling you into the generosity of giving. But there's another side to generosity that we see in this passage, and it is the generosity of being given, of being the one who the family sends. You know, one of the weird things about my job here, if you don't know, I'm what's called a curate. I'm here to train uh, as a, a priest in the Church of England. And one of the weird things about my role here is that it's time-limited, you won't be stuck with me for all that long because I'm here to be trained. You are gracious, uh, graciously allowing me here to, to serve and to learn so that I can be sent and, and hopefully given as a blessing uh, to another part of our church family uh, so that I can be a gift there. And that's a, a bit like what Barnabas was doing. Barnabas was given. He was given away and we have so much to learn from him about the way he was given as a gift because look what he does when he arrives in verse 23 it says this when he arrived and saw what the grace of God had done he was glad and he encouraged them all to remain true to the Lord with all their hearts you know Barnabas doesn't do what I think many of us might be tempted what I feel I would probably be tempted he doesn't just wade in like a bull in the china shop stampeding around kind of correcting where he thinks they've gone wrong or or stamping down those who disagree with him now he's far more generous than that because what he, he goes and you get this sense that he goes slowly because he celebrates he sees and he celebrates what God is already doing and then he doesn't start a new initiative. He doesn't do some radical new thing. He, he just joins in. He joins in what God is already doing. And that's because of the person that he was. That's what we see in verse 24. It's because of his character. I love verse 24. Now, this is one of my favorite bits of the Bible. It is my prayer that one day people would be able to say this about me. Because it says of Barnabas that he was a good man full of the Holy Spirit and faith. And it's that character that enables Barnabas to be a gift to the place that he's given. And he was good, godly, Christ-like. He was full of the Spirit, which means he was ready and expectant to see where God was at work and then join in where he found it. And he was full of faith. He was ready to trust God to bet it all to give himself away with the knowledge that God would take that offering and use it to transform and encourage and bless the place that he had been given and I love what happens when he does that look at the end of verse 24 because as he joins in as a good man full of the spirit and faith it says a great number of people were brought to the Lord does that sound familiar? Do you remember that from earlier on in the passage? Barnabas comes in as this gift that was given and God keeps on doing what he was doing 
before. But Barnabas gets to be a part of it. Barnabas gets to join the story and play the role that God had for him. Now, I remember hearing the story of a, a couple who went to a, an evening put on by a, a Christian missions organization. And this organization was speaking about uh, this financial need that they had in order to further the incredible work that they were doing. Uh, and it just so happened that this couple uh, had been saving for a deposit on a house, their life savings. Uh, and the amount that this organization needed was the exact amount that they had been saving. Uh, and they just, just sensed a prompt from God uh, that maybe they were called to give away this thing that they'd been saving for so many years but of course that was difficult and challenging and they weren't sure so they went away and were thinking and, and praying about it and they had a distinct sense that what God said to them was I don't need your money if you don't choose to give this money I will find it somewhere else but do you want to be a part of what I'm going to do through this organization do you want to be a part of the story and and they chose that they wanted to be you know, the point of that story isn't the money. You know, that kind of story probably isn't going to be most of our stories. The point is, do you want to be a part of the story that God is writing right now? Because he's not just writing it at Greyfriars. Of course he's not. Thank God that he's not. He's writing it all over Reading. And he's writing it further afield. And do you know what? We as a church, we want to be a part of that story as well you know we're a bit greedy we don't want to just be a part of what God is doing here but we want to play our part in what God is doing elsewhere as well we want in generosity to be ready to be given and when we go to to see what God is doing to celebrate it and join in it's good people full of faith and the spirit who see a great many people come to the Lord. And so that's who we long to become as a church. And so if you consider yourself a part of Greyfriars, uh, or if you might consider joining Greyfriars if you're new and you're thinking about whether you want to make this your church, then this is our invitation to you. This is who we believe we're called to be, and we'd love to invite you to be a part of this story. That's why in the first week of this series, we're thinking about equipping ourselves to become these sorts of people. We're setting our hearts and our minds on becoming people that God can generously give and who are ready to generously give ourselves. Because we believe as a church, we are called to be a resource, to be generous with who we are and what we have, to be generous in our giving and generous in being given. And we believe that because this is the God that we have experienced. A God who loved us enough to give his one and only son. A God who loved us enough who was given to be our saviour. You know, we believe we have been so loved. And so we are called to so love. So our invitation, whether you're called to give or, or be given, is to become a part of the story that God is writing in our time. To pray, to give, to go. So I wonder if again we can pause and pray. 
and just ask God what he is calling us to do. As we all step into being a resource to the wider church. So can we pause again? Can we pray? Can we ask God to lead us? Lord Jesus, we know that you have been so good to us. Uh, But God, we're greedy and we want to be a part of your story. And we don't want just things, but we want joy. And so, Lord, would you lead us into generosity? God, would you help us to be people who give and are ready to be given? And Lord, I pray for us now as a body, as a church family, would you prepare us to be ready to give, but also to be ready for the pain of of giving of ourselves. Whether that's with people or buildings or convenience or preferences or whatever it looks like, God, would we not love ourselves more than we love those around us? So we ask now that by your spirit you would lead us into love. Begin to shape us and transform us to be generous. And perhaps even begin to speak what you're calling us to. So come Lord Jesus. Just give some space for God to speak. And God, as you prompt us, as you lead us, would you make us bold and brave not to miss these opportunities? but to be transformed so that we might see our communities transformed by your love and power. We ask this all in Jesus' name. Amen.